0: So you're talking about corporate culture, right? So if, if culture is the values you're living out, how you're making decisions, you know, the strength of those type of things is going to increase with the more in, in emotional intelligence that you use every day and how you lead an organization to the point where it's, just, you know, we talk about SWOT analysis, it could be your culture, could be your strength right. in the business and in the marketplace. In in order to achieve that, you're going to have to have that emotional safety and that emotional intelligence that's being used in your organization to allow people to fully express themselves, to fully bring their gifts and talents to the table and utilize that so that you together as a team can generate a lot of value in the
1: marketplace. Right. Which is overall going to increase your influence amongst everybody. Right. Credibility, trust. Right,
0: right. I mean, just that—just those sentences right there. If nothing else, in terms of why emotional intelligence is so important, you know, you can take it at the person level, you can take it at the relation level, but when you take it to a business level, it's huge. <laughs> welcome to the generate your value podcast i'm your co-host Andy mcdowell founder and owner of generate your value providing life leadership and small business coaching services in the atlanta area
1: and i'm zach levy your other co-host i run a nationwide financial service business with my wife megan
0: together zach and i have the intention to bring you tips concepts ideas suggestions stories and analogies from a to z which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved.
1: We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today.
0: Welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. My name is Andy McDowell, one year co-host, and I'm joined by our other co-host,
1: I'm Zach Levy. And Andy, as always, great to see you. Great to see you on this uh, bright, sunny morning here in the uh, ATL. Yes, thankfully it's not raining for once recently. So <laughs> the monsoon. <laughs> Nor is there, there any reasonably. hail.
0: <laughs> exactly. We got hail. Or- we got a hail. Of- Baseball games and all over the place this past Saturday. That was fun. So (laughs) I hate to know what your definition of fun
1: is. Yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) So uh,
0: today's topic is on um, emotional intelligence.
1: This is actually one of my favorite topics, not just in business or entrepreneurial speak, but in life in general. Yeah, this is very much a life skill that can
0: help you in all aspects of your life, you know, because we're all human beings. We all have relationships with other people of different sizes and shapes. Right. But you can really generate value in people's lives if you can, you know, particularly for us men to to work on it as a muscle. Right. So to speak, can make big impacts on your relationships from a life perspective.
1: And personally speaking, this is one of my favorite topics because... You know, andy as we were discussing before for me this this is one of the biggest self-development points I had to grow into mm-hmm. like you said train on it consciously to get to a point to where we could you know in the business world be in business or have a successful relationship this used to used to be emotionally intelligently challenged if you will mm-hmm. right so
0: Well, it's a case of, you know, we we can go back to so many of the episodes we did in the beginning, most notably is self-leadership, right? If you're going to effectively lead others, you have to have self-leadership and you have to have an understanding of yourself. What are my fears? What are my items that I might project onto other people from my own emotional hurts, feelings, pain, traumas, whatever we had in our life, if to have a full understanding of that about yourself, then you stand a better chance of having emotional intelligence in how you deal with your relationships. And if you're a business owner or a leader in a business, how, how well,
1: how effective are you going to be as a leader with others? Right. And, you know, we were, we were talking to Heather last week and something references that self development, self growth journey. And this is again, one of the, key areas, not just in business, but in life, in relationships, like you said, right? So for our listeners, when we're talking specifically about emotional intelligence, and you also hear us use the term EQ, which is just emotional equivalent, but it's basically using your social skills, self-awareness, motivation, and self-regulation to really acknowledge, comprehend, regulate, and reason using your emotions or your feelings yeah you just said a
0: mouthful there i did so that's a (laughs) lot lot. that's a lot of items packed into a packed into a sentence right and so we're going to be spending spending this episode sort of unpacking that that phrase or couple sentences about emotional intelligence
1: so first hitting on the level, because there are different levels to this, but the four levels. I mean, one is your perception of your emotions.
0: Yeah, we call them levels, but you can almost think of them as steps. Right. You know, if you're if you're going to work on this as a as a muscle for yourself, what kind of steps or tasks, whatever term you want to use, to get yourself to to building your muscles, right? So, you you go into the gym. And you fully know this, right? You're going to hit different weight machines to work on different aspects of your body,
1: whether it be arms, legs, chest, whatever. Kind of like to think it like the warm-up, the working warm-up. Right. And then the full-on work-to-failure set.
0: Right. But you have a certain sequence of things that you're doing to get the results that you want. You can think of these levels as the same way, right? Exactly. So start off with, like you said, the perception of emotions.
1: Yeah, I mean, really...
0: Are you self-aware? Do you even perceive the fact that you're feeling or expressing emotions at the
1: moment? Right, you've got to recognize it first. I mean, it's it's kind of like the first step to ending an addiction is acknowledging that you have a problem. Right, that (laughs) gets
0: you 50% of the way, right? So
1: (laughs) acknowledging that you're having that emotional reaction or knowing that that is happening. That's the first step.
0: Right. Well, it's sort of, when you're having a conversation with somebody, is both your brain and your heart Mm -hmm. turned on? Or are you just looking at everything logically and and just totally disregarding whatever emotions are happening in the the conversation or the interaction?
1: Or, on the contrary, are you 100% emotional and making every decision 100% on emotion? Mm -hmm. Because that is...
0: You could be going everywhere, Equal, yeah. in, everywhere in the conversation off on tangents and everything else because it's all about the heart and nothing with the mind. That's
1: helping you to logically flow through the conversation. Right. I mean, passion's an amazing thing, but passion without logic is a runaway train. Mm-hmm. So, And the next step, I mean, once we acknowledge that that's there, being able to reason with emotion. Right. right, kind of what we just hit on is, this is an appropriate emotion for given the conversation,
0: right? Right. If you're flying off the handle with somebody, <laughs> is that are you truly reasoning with it? You know, can you can you rein yourself in? Still, still need to be angry or concerned in the conversation, but you can do it in a toned down way that still gets your point across without the person getting all defensive and can have an open, if you will, conversation with you.
1: Right. And then diving deeper or working harder, if you will, is really understanding not just the emotion itself, but where the source of that is from.
0: Right. Why, why would that emotion show up? Right. What might be going on with a person or within yourself, if it's your emotion, well, where I, is that coming from?
1: I know personally I've had, I've had experiences where I have a certain reaction I'm going... The heck mm-hmm. <laughs> right. where did that come from where did that come from why does why do i feel that way and then working on emotional intelligence is literally sitting down and retrospectively looking at the situation look at potential triggers that may have been there was it me mm-hmm. was it an outside source why did that happen so that the did next i have time a trauma it, in my life that you know those memories came back
0: up and therefore if, right
1: Sometimes my reaction to be what it was. There's still scars that cause pain, Mm -hmm. right? And being able to address that's how you heal that as well and increase that EQ or emotional intelligence along the way, being able to deal with the past, not letting the past control future emotions. Well, that's why
0: we're probably going to keep referencing this episode that we did before about self-leadership, that the way that you effectively learn to lead others and lead it with emotional intelligence is about how you deal with yourself in terms of your past You have to history, traumas, you projections that you do on other people and so forth. Right. The more that you can work on yourself and heal those traumas and pains in your life, then
1: the more effective you will be with emotional intelligence and leading others. Right. And I love your analogy of using this like, you know bodybuilding or body sculpting building a muscle mm-hmm. because you've got to understand where growth comes from how to break down the muscle in order to rebuild it things like that you also have to understand the nutrition behind it how to refeed everything like that mm-hmm. and in the same aspect when you're getting into that and you want real results in that area you then put together a plan you actually are able to manage your nutrition you're able to manage the programming of your training and in the same way we can program or not program but manage the training of our emotions or our feelings and control that
0: right so in weight training you're doing what you're going into the gym every day every other day using repetition on certain machines in the hope that you're going to get certain results. But then you have an ability to be introspective and look at feedback to go, well, okay, I worked on my arms with these machines for this week. I didn't get much out of it. Maybe I need to do different machines to try and get those results. Same thing with the emotions. Are you being introspective after a conversation with a person and say, what did I do well and what didn't I do well? and right. you're, you're going you're gonna to use pr- practicing in the moment when, when you're leading people to understand where you need to keep working on your emotional muscles just like you would in the gym when your physical muscles Well,
1: and again we keep circling back to different episodes but something we've talked about in the past is how pride can stand in the way of that self-leadership mm-hmm. that fear versus love concept where pride a lot of times comes from fear right being fear-based Being able to develop a strong or a high EQ, so same as IQ but emotionally, right, is is being able to self-reflect, not always pointing the finger, right? I know Mm -hmm. we're going to dig into that later, but when it comes to management and building these levels of emotional intelligence, we've got to be able to to really drop that pride, drop that wall, and be vulnerable to ourselves and look back at a conversation or a situation and say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> What's well, right? about ownership, right? right. So
0: oner- Ownership in a relationship. Relationship's 50-50. Cool. I own 50%, and the other person owns 50%. I like to say it's 100-100, but... Or 100-100, <laughs> whatever. It's the same, right? Yeah. It's the same number on both sides. And... In that being introspective after a conversation to say, what pieces of this do I need to own? Mm -hmm. This is where I contributed to either a good outcome in the conversation or a bad outcome in the conversation. And if it's a bad outcome, how could I have done it differently? And I need to be cognizant of that next time I get into that situation with an employee or, or a fellow work colleague, or or a spouse, or whatever in right. in life, and say I'm going to try it differently and see if I get a different outcome from that perspective. All right. The last the last level is uh, management of the emotions. You, you and I were talking before we started recording about if you looked at it from a decibel perspective. Mm-hmm. It, decibels can be negative, or decibels can be positive. How big is that number on either side? Right. We've right? got to have
1: a, a low standard deviation, if you will, between the two. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, About your
0: range. Your, your, your range from the lowest low to the highest high. Right. How and big is that?
1: we were talking, it's... Again, I, I like to use personal stories as much as I can just to be try to be relatable to y'all. When I was younger, I mean, I grew up in a household where there was no parameters of decibel range if you will Mm -hmm. right there was no set eq it was just turned up to 11 or even negative it just bounced back and forth so that's what i learned as a kid living on the edges so to speak not to quote bon jovi but but you know that's what i learned and so growing up and coming into the professional world and becoming an adult and everything it it really, not having that emotional intelligence and seeing that model before me, it it created some struggles because, even, especially in business, right, as, as I first got into this world, things would be good and I'd get really, on a really high, high, right, mm-hmm. super excited just up at the peak of, like, Mount Everest, right, but then all of a sudden, something bad would happen and it was just like it was the end of the world. It could be something big. It could be something small. But if it was a negative, it was the end of the world because that's what was modeled to me. It was the same in uh, my first marriage. It was the same in a lot of relationships. I was just the guy that, you know, if I had to look back and see myself from a third-party perspective, it's like, you know, walk on eggshells because we don't know what Zach's going to do. Right? And thankfully, I had some friends and some mentors along the way that said, hey— Here's what we see, mm-hmm. right? Those are the best friends. When they call you out, it's like, hey, you got something in your teeth. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but said you've got to dial that back in. We've got to get our levels dialed in. You can get excited. But don't get up here. Right. You can It's
0: about the level, not to not that you can't be excited at all. It's about to the level. Right, you get excited or you get angry or whatever emotion it is.
1: Right. And, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry because there there's a season for every emotion. Mm. But don't let it be detrimental and just create a forest fire. So it was something that I really had to focus on to dial in to be able to manage my emotions and manage those reactions.
0: Yeah, and so as we were talking before we started recording... Why is this important? Why why would this element, the last one, management of emotions be so important in emotional intelligence and it has to do with the level of safety mm-hmm. that's in, in the room and in the conversation uh, that's occurring with whoever you're having it with, that the higher level of safety and vulnerability that you can create in the conversation the more engagement you're
1: going to get from the person on the other side right right and i mean it can flow it's gonna like we've been kind of hitting on it's it's so much more than just business i know on our podcast y'all we talk a lot about business topics i mean we go from fear versus love big stuff like that Mm -hmm. to what would seem simplistic and tactical hiring firing i mean they're all elements but this is more about life in general. Right?
0: Well,
1: business happens in life, right? So you don't walk walk out of one door of the home, and all
0: of a sudden you're into something. I don't know what you what, you call, what would you call it, but still, the earth with human beings involved, right. and and it's called life. And so,
1: and emotions follow you everywhere you go. So, right, you got to deal with it. And again, those your employees, your people you're working with, you should have relationship with relationships with them, not just see them as a number. That's a whole nother talk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, understanding the elements of emotional intelligence is a very, very key. You've got to have, the, you've got to know the pieces to be able to play the game, essentially.
0: Yeah. And those pieces were in the couple of sentences we did at the beginning of the episode
1: about right. So to unpack those, because Mm -hmm. it was a mouthful, (laughs) right? It was a laundry list. But number one was you know being able to use social skills so being able to properly communicate and influence people around you right right well i mean this uh,
0: social skills it's kind of part, it's part obvious. of being human yeah. right so how do you engage with other people how do you create friendships right how do you create acquaintances or any 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 kind of type of relationship that you have you have to have some social skills that allows people to want to engage with you and then for you to have um, any kind of notion of influence when the two of you
1: are making decisions right i mean life at the end of the day is about relationships
0: it is right because we all live on the same planet there's millions and millions of people in the world and got to get along with each other got to have relationships of some sort
1: and then the next is what we were talking about being able to retro or introspect, if you will, being self aware. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of doing, if you will, a SWOT analysis of your emotions, of yourself. Right. Right. Your strengths, your weaknesses, kind of what your triggers are, your values.
0: Yeah. What's important to you, and what's not important to you, right? Right. If you're on a subject of something that's not great importance to you, depending on where the, conversation goes you're not going to react too much to it because it's just not important to you so or whatever you that you know,
1: whatever moment or if you do trying to make that or whatever moment because if you overreact you get outside of those parameters we talked about with the mm-hmm. decibel levels being able to look back and go well, wait is that really a hill i want to die on is it, is it that big of a deal or is it just kind of a yeah next right right well, when you're getting in a relationship
0: with a person of the opposite sex in a relationship or so forth, that's going to be initial part of the conversations, right? To say what's important to you in life. What what are those triggerable items? Right. You know, to say, hey, I've had some hurts previously in my life in this area. And so that's a sensitive subject right. for me. And I just want you to be aware of that if we ever get in a conversation about that.
1: Just right. know it's... I think that's a big deal in any relationship. I mean, friendships, there can be those pain points as well, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, certain things that happened in their past, I mean, certain jokes, things like that, that could actually not turn into a joke, but turn into something that could be really damaging, Mm -hmm. things like that. And then the impact that that has on others, right? Being able to see that from a third-party perspective, like I was talking about, when I could reflect and see that as a third party, it made all the difference. Because if you're just looking inward out, you don't really see the big picture.
0: Yeah. What kind of impact? You don't is, see the collateral what,
1: damage. If you What will. kind
0: of impact does your behavior and your words have on other people? And are you aware of that? Are you looking at social cues, right, facial expressions and so forth that you have an understanding of what kind of impact your words and expressions are having on the other person? And do you need to dial back? Oh, okay. It might've just hit a trigger point with you. Okay. Right, Dialing back.
1: Maybe, maybe even need to apologize, right, for and doing that. To say that I wasn't aware. And literally, this is the scenario where it's a positive thing and a mature thing to say, and it's not you, it's me, mm-hmm. right? Not not necessarily breaking up with them, not ending the relationship, but not playing the blame game, saying, yeah, that mm-hmm. was my bad," right? Being able to own it.
0: Yeah. Once again,
1: understanding what pieces you own in the conversation and the relationship. Which leads straight into the next aspect would be having empathy, right? Being this one, connected with others. This one is huge.
0: Others. This one is huge in life and in business. Because if you can master this particular one, if you can do the healing inside for yourself and, and build up a strong case of empathy in how you approach conversations and relationships, it, you, you can do
1: wonders for your life. Well, circles right back to... You've got to be able to self-lead before you can lead others. Mm -hmm. And in the same aspect, you've got to be able to understand your own emotions and have a high emotional intelligence with yourself to be able to empathize the emotions of others.
0: Yeah, to understand how certain activities in your life may affect their emotions and be empathetic to say, I can appreciate and understand
1: why you might be feeling that way. Right. So to expand, I mean, what are some of the the different areas of empathy, would you say? Just to break that apart. Different areas of empathy. I'm not sure where you're going with that. For example, I mean, potential pain points. I mean, how would you define what areas we need to be aware of, empathetic about, potentially? Well,
0: if we're talking about the business world, you might need to be empathetic about what might be going on at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That's not to say that might might not change your decisions or whatever, but if you can approach it with a sense of empathy with the other person, they're going to take whatever decision that you make in a better light because they right. feel like, well, at least he gets he or she gets me. They, they understand my situation. There's not much they can do to change it, but they at least are empathetic about what I'm going through.
1: That's huge. So not having the cold corporate culture. If you will, the corporate America cult culture, right? right. Just, well, you didn't perform by, right? But or, did,
0: or being empathetic to say, okay, I understand that you've got this situation at home. Would the both of us agree that that's a short term thing? Yes. Okay. Well, let's just work our way through it. Right. You know, I'm going to be empathetic with you to say that the business can take an impact of you being not in the office as much or whatever whatever needs to be done because of the situation at home you're being empathetic and trying to find the win-win in the situation right that you're going to increase the trust and the loyalty and engagement if you will of the employee in your business because you were
1: empathetic to what was going home and realizing it's a short-term deal right and in today's world especially we've become i mean we always have been as a country, but especially just increasingly, we've become a melting pot of different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. So being sensitive to cultural differences. Now, I mean, we are if you're hiring people, you're going to be hiring people of all backgrounds, right? right? And being aware of that, it, their emotional practices as a culture, their background.
0: Well, they might have certain holidays that right. are not built into the country's national holidays or whatever. Are you empathetic to that and allowing them to take a particular day off to help them celebrate whatever they're celebrating in their, in their background or their culture, for example, or maybe they have certain dietary restrictions because of their culture. And are you flexible with that? If there's a need to be, I mean, just, Trying to think off the top of my head of what might be cultural right. differences, but
1: prayer times, etc. Prayer time, right. whatever. And this is really Andy you hit it on, you know, hit it on a little bit already. But it's going to allow you to source better as a business, right? Source, source and talent. retain, yeah. Source I mean, and retain better employees. We if, talked about. It. No company wants high retention. I right. mean, high, they want high retention. They want high turnover. Excuse right. me. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to hire you and not keep you. Well, no. once
0: again, it comes. It still boils down to that safety aspect and emotional right. safety aspect. I mean, that's a major thing that a leader can provide in terms of being very successful with your team is having a level of emotional safety because right. it's a, it's a need of all human beings. Period. Right. So how how are you leading and creating that kind of environment for your team? And if you can provide that, then your chances of hiring better people and retaining them is going to go up
1: right and we've we've mentioned this a couple times but self-management of emotions and really again being able to control the parameters right Mm -hmm. the highs and the lows and not letting them get too high too low or the way i've heard it put and not letting your emotions control you but you controlling your emotions right
0: Well, controlling in in terms of the impact that they make, the level that they're at. Right. It's very appropriate for a human being to have emotions. Right. We're not robots. We're not robots. (laughs) So it's a matter of how you do that. It's it's about the how, not saying you shouldn't ever have emotions. Right. You're going to have emotions. So how do you manage that Right? in your life is a lot about what emotional intelligence is about. And, and we, once again, you're going back to self-leadership again. The, what we said in that episode is the number one job of a leader is to build other leaders, right? Mm-hmm. The, the other person may not want to be a leader like you're a leader, in, in the sense of a leader within a business or whatever. But you can help them develop self-leadership in themselves. Right. And part of that process is dealing with emotional intelligence, you know? Business is a great environment to help people to learn and teach and do those things necessary to develop themselves. It's a great school, if you will, if you can approach it that way. Is Here's an environment that allows myself to develop myself as a person, to have that growth mindset. Well, and this think, is
1: just a part of it. I think teaching, being able to self-lead... In business, but also emotionally. And then the job of any leader, right, is to develop other leaders. Mm-hmm. So being able to develop that emotional intelligence among your team as well, being able to coach and develop on that is huge. Yeah, because it's once again, it's
0: a life skill for them. It's going to benef- benefit them in all aspects of their life, right? Not only on the job or in business. What about that last one? motivation
1: yeah i mean being able to control the effects of your emotions if you've got a goal set out right i'll just use this If you've got a goal set out and you incur some you know speed bumps or some potholes along the way mm-hmm. the way you react to that the way you are able to yes have an emotional reaction, but keep it keep it in the lines is going to determine your motivation because if you get really, really low when something bad goes on or something bad happens, then the motivation can go out the window and the goal's gone. Well, the goal's not gone, but the the road to get there may be much, much longer because of setbacks or lack of momentum potentially.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this. You're you're in the gym quite a bit. You, re- you regularly go to the gym, regularly work out. Right. When you're finished, you may be sore, physically sore, but when you walk out, how do you feel about yourself? Accomplish
1: your goals. Oh Yeah. Right. I actually hate off days, but you have to take them for rest, but yeah. Right. <laughs> but it builds
0: up self-esteem, confidence in yourself, makes you feel good about yourself. Right. Right. So if you can Build your emotional muscles. It's just going to help build your your confidence, your passions, your motivations in life to be be able to go out there and generate value in the world. Right. You know, because of the work that you put into it to develop your emo- emotional muscles. Right, and that's what we're talking about here in terms of motivation. Is it's it drives motivation and passion in your life to have
1: this life skill so right. to speak, in your life. And develops the ability to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Right? Accomplish things. So... Get more engagement from others. Generate more value. Generate more value. <laughs> That's why we're here. Right. So, I mean, all great stuff, but, you know, I've always been one when somebody tells me, hey, you should do this, it's, well, Andy, why? What's in it for me? Right. What? What? What's...
0: The return on my, to use a business term, was my return on investment of my time and effort in doing that.
1: Right. Right. Is this just busy work or is it really going to pay off? Yeah, right. We're really going to get something out of it. So, number one, we talked about in the past when we we're talking about putting together business strategies, everything like that, that we know looking at life, looking at business, nothing remains constant.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Right. So we get thrown curveballs, sliders, changeups, right? It's never the same pitch every day. Right. Right. And so being able to, quote unquote, keep everything within chest level, right? Keep it within the lines. We can have an emotion, but have logic turned on at the same time and be able to navigate how to adapt to a certain situation, how to overcome an obstacle that may be in our way, rather than flying off the handle and, oh, the sky is falling.
0: Right. Right. I mean, we all, back in my Boeing days, hitting a car for my half-hour commute to the office, and I've got items running through my head, my to-do list for the day and so forth. And as I said before in this podcast about half hour into the day all that was out the window how am i using emotional intelligence to deal with that situation am i going to fly off the handle and frustration and project all that on my employees and get all upset and everything because the day's not going the way that i wanted to or thought it would or am i really it back saying well that's just part of life That's what happens. So I'll have to take certain things, maybe get them done tomorrow or later in the week or whatever. But how can I maintain that level of emotional safety in the office and so forth? Even just like you said, the change-ups and the sliders are coming in. Right. From your day. That's, you know, how well you effectively manage that in your emotions is going to talk a lot or speak a lot to the emotional safety you're creating in your team and in your business, et cetera, that the others are to going to follow. They go, well, here's a curveball, but Andy's not flying off the handle, right? handling it with some grace, and so I can do the same, meet, meet him at that same spot, so to speak, and let's just take care of it. I, as an employee, have to put my things aside for the day to deal with this fire, so to speak, that just came right. in. And we as a team can effectively do that because we have emotional safety built into,
1: in our culture and the way we handle things. Exactly. And another point, this is usually, I usually use this saying more having to do with performance, but I think this applies here as well, is speed of the leader is speed of the pack,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So if you're setting the example as a leader of flying off the handle and, oh my God, the sky is falling at every little bump in the road, what's the team going to do, right? Or in a familiar situation, what's your family going to do? What are your kids going to do, right? What kind of leader are you setting out to be emotionally in the same aspect? Mm -hmm. So another one, I mean, this kind of goes with what we've been saying, but not acting Impulsively, right? Not having a knee-jerk reaction, but it's about
0: not having any regrets or right. having to go back and apologize afterwards, right? There's some people with philosophies is I'm just going to do it and ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, that okay, whole thing. Okay, that might happen every. It might be okay every once in a while, but if you're consistently doing that because your emotions are flying off the handle, eventually people are just going to go away. It's just like I'm. I can't handle this consistently,
1: right? Know? It just shows a complete lack of emotional intelligence and empathy Uh and people don't want that. Like you said, they want that safety. They want some level of expectation and consistency, whether it's in business or in a relationship. Uh Right. And again, not being impulsive, but we also touched on earlier about how we're not robots. We're human beings. We are emotional beings. We're a mix of emotion and logic. Right? Or we should be. And, you know, it It does create a lever, level of vulnerability for people, whether whatever relationship, again, we're talking about, to, but to see you have those emotions and see that you are human, but... Makes that, you relatable. Right, exactly. Right. You know, you get sad, you get upset, right? Not hard up but also not a complete, you know, Russian roulette of emotion, (laughs) right? So.
0: but when you can, when you can express yourself appropriately and and constructively, right? So we're keeping those decibel levels. At 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 chest level. At at appropriate, appropriate size. You're still, you're still communicating and making your, thoughts and emotions known but you're also doing it at the same time with a sense of empathy and appropriateness that you stand a better chance of the employee if you're having a hard conversation with them that they might take ownership of their behavior or whatever is being not done well on their side say yeah you know zach was right and That probably wasn't appropriate, and I need to take ownership of it and actually do something about it. If you're there flying off the handle and everything, they're going to be thinking and talking and expressing to others more about your inappropriateness of your attitude and behavior as right. opposed to the true message you were trying to get across. Right. I mean— that's where all the impact's gonna be. Is I can't believe he flew off the, da, 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 you know, right? Kind of conversation with other people. And that's where all the conversation and, you know, the ego and the pride and everything's gonna come cool. up and it's gonna totally shut off the message that you were trying to get across.
1: And this could apply to suppliers, it could apply to vendors, it could apply to all relationships mm-hmm. there. I was actually having a conversation yesterday with a friend that their business partner, was having trouble with dealing with vendors right that mm-hmm. was potentially losing business and you know we we had we use the phraseology that you catch more flies with honey than you do salt right right, and being able to instead of flying off the handle, even if somebody screwed up right if they're just royally wrong right blatantly, but being able to say you know handy. I understand we had a miscommunication, you know, it might've been something I said, again, putting it back on you, Mm -hmm. right. Having emotional intelligence to be diplomatic and strategic in the way you approach that. Cause at the end of the day, it's a problem that needs to be solved, not a, you know, an attack because all that's going to do is cause damage. Right. Right. And so it's going to increase that that camaraderie, that community, the corporate structure of an organization to where, like I said, the speed of the, the leaders, the speed of the pack.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about corporate culture, right? So if, if culture is the values you're living out, how you're making decisions, you know, the strength of those type of things is going to increase with the more in, in emotional intelligence that you use every day and how you lead an organization. To the point where it's you know we talk about SWOT analysis could be your culture could be your strength in the business and in the marketplace. In in order to achieve that, you're going to have to have that emotional safety and that emotional intelligence that's being used in your organization to allow people to fully express themselves, to fully bring their gifts and talents to the table, and utilize that so that you together as a team can generate a lot of value in the marketplace.
1: Right. Which is overall going to increase your influence amongst everybody, right? Credibility, trust, right,
0: right. I mean, just that, just those sentences right there. If nothing else, in terms of why emotional intelligence is so important, you know, you can take it at the person level, you can take it at the relation level, but when you take it to a business level, it's huge. And it's something that you as a business owner or business leader should be really focusing on within your organization is if I were to take take a step back and rate the emotional intelligence level that exists in my company, in myself, and my in our culture and everything else, where would it be? And are right. you paying attention to that? Because it could be a huge advantage in your business.
1: I mean, you can literally attach dollars to that value. Yes.
0: Absolutely.
1: And really, I mean The ways this all can be applied, number one, like we talked about before, being able to not just introspect, but accept criticism from others. Like I was saying in my little blurb about my journey along this, like we've always said, we've invited you along our journey. I've had a long journey here, but being able to accept outside criticism. So Andy, if I fly off the handle and you come to me, say, hey, Zach, you know, that was a little out there, man. That was a lot. And I can do one of two things. I can fly off the handle again. Oh, well, you don't understand. I don't know. Which is exactly what I used to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we can sit down and have a conversation and I can reflect, accept that criticism and say, you know what? Andy, I appreciate that. I see it from that point of view and I can grow from this. I can work on that muscle a little bit because I know it's weak.
0: Well, we talked a lot on this podcast about personal brand, right? Huge component of your personal brand is emotional intelligence,
1: right? You I mean, know,
0: what are brand we talked about is the, the trust and experience that people have with engaging with you as a business
1: or as a person. This is huge, right? We talked a lot about customer service, right? And it not it might not directly tie into emotional intelligence, but when When people buy a product, it's usually not if the product's faulty that causes them not to be a return customer. Mm -hmm. It's the service that they get in trying to get a replacement or a refund that causes them to leave a bad review. Right. Right. It's the same thing. It's that personal brand. Are you giving proper emotional service there? And again, like I said, I can, once I accept that criticism, moving forward from that, growing from that. Right. Right. Being self-aware, mm-hmm.
0: a little bit self-critical, and and figuring out what where do I need to go from here to increase my personal brand in a more positive way, to be a better leader, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. What about influence? What do you think your ability is to influence if you don't have emotional intelligence?
1: Well, your ability to influence is influenced not to be redundant but by your credibility and people's trust in you Mm -hmm. and credibility your personal brand like you were saying is if that's damaged by low emotional intelligence from you flying off the handle or being inconsistent or Mm -hmm. be just an emotional roller coaster that people don't know what to expect so they are fearful of you or they don't want to be around you you lose the ability to lead. You lose the ability to influence people, mm-hmm. to develop people, to retain people. So, on the contrary, high emotional intelligence is going to yeah. deliver the positive. Why, of why us. would I
0: work on these areas? Because if I just fail or don't do it absolutely perfect, then the boss is going to fly off on me. Right. What kind of engagement or influence do you have there? Not
1: much. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I used to work for one. It was, I'm not going to go to him with my problems no. because. I
0: used to work for one too.
1: Whoa. Seeing vice you, president. You just suck. Yeah, that's that's constructive. Thank you. I would no longer want your help. I'll just still suck. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> right. Which goes right in, you know, in hand with being able to solve problems, not just for yourself, or the company, but for everybody. Being able to sit down and reflect upon that and possibly help others navigate their own emotions like i said sure. being an emotional leader developing other emotional leaders that can self-lead there so how would we let's say we're working on this as a
0: skill where what situations might we might we use to might that we might use emotional intelligence
1: one would be i mean a lot of people they become yes people to try to satisfy everybody that's mm-hmm. also a lack of emotional intelligence it's not taking care of yourself, overextending yourself, but being able to effectively handle being able to say no, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing where your physical ability parameters are.
0: Yeah, you can effectively create boundaries with something and do it in an emotionally intelligent way that the person gets it and doesn't feel like you're... What? What's the... What are the words I'm looking for about being too abusive
1: or inappropriate or... Rude. Rude. Cold. Right. Right. And like we hit on before, having empathy, whether it be culturally, emotionally, situationally, right? Being able to deliver that to develop more trust, to mm-hmm. be more human to others. And then a big one for me, I mean, knowing why you have the interactions that you do, knowing because again then you can manage like we said in the beginning if you know why you had those triggers then you're able to look back and say okay this is what led to this so the next time that i feel this i can bring in logic and handle it differently
0: yep what about if you make a mistake Just
1: learn from you, it and-
0: well it's, it's, to me i see two things for that one. First. Are you being emotionally intelligent with yourself and not beating yourself up too badly because you made a mistake? Right. And then be able to move on from that to then go to the other person or people or whatever and say, hey, I made a mistake here. Mm -hmm. You know, to do that in an empathetic way and say, this is what we need to do to fix it. I own it. It's my mistake. Let's move on from it. And I think... Let's get
1: ourselves to where we need to be. I think you really hit a big point right there is... You know, when you're beating yourself up, when you make a mistake, when you're in a leadership role or, heck, marriage as well, when you're beating yourself up, when you make a mistake, you're going to project that on others when they make a mistake, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's your, it's your mind and your heart's natural reaction to when something is wrong, this is what I do. Right. So... Being able to, again, lead yourself first, then be able to better lead others. It's the same thing in making mistakes and be able to learn from them instead of beating yourself up and move on and do better, right?
0: What about that all-important aspect that uh, a lot of us don't do enough of called listening?
1: I mean, we do have two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? That's what I was always told. (laughs) And a lot of us don't use them proportionally. Because we all want to be heard. That's fair. Yeah. And
0: right. a phrase you, you hear out there quite a bit is about, and, and you see comments made in social media, Twitter, and so forth around, are you listening to react or are you, are you truly listening? Right. And, and I catch myself doing this all the time that somebody's halfway through expressing their point and you're already developing the answer for the reaction as opposed to just sitting there and just listen and don't worry about that till they're finished. Right. Kind of standpoint so that you truly get the whole gist of what they're trying to say to you and take all that in before you react as opposed to their sentence into what they're saying and all of a sudden you're immediately reacting. Right. Just listen. Just sit back, listen, relax, hear what they have to say.
1: Kind of like have a one, two, three count before you respond. Right. Right, because it forces your brain to actually formulate better and listen. Mm Mm-hmm. And formulate a response and
0: encompasses everything that they talked about as opposed to you immediately jumping in and they can't even get half
1: of what they're trying to say. Because the context could be different at the end of the sentence. Could than be. What
0: you, Maybe heading a very different direction than where you think the conversation is going. Right. And you never gave it a chance to unfold. Huge piece is being a human being in, in leadership. Right. Being able to listen. And then
1: I think, I mean, that, that leads perfectly... Listening, but then also not being judgmental of others. This is something I think we all have a really hard time struggling with for the most part.
0: Well, that's just, <laughs> this is where the ego and pride and everything else sort of inserts itself, right? It right. Is,
1: and this goes back to having empathy for different people's situations well, or backgrounds as this well. Is a,
0: this is a life skill. Who, who are you really worried about? You know, for, for me... I'm only really worried about myself. I don't I try very hard not to judge others for what they do because it's their lives. It's they're the CEO of their life. They get to make the choices. I'm not here to judge you. I'm only here to judge myself. How how am I doing in this world and what kind of value am I generating in this world? That's it. But it's taken years of working and working and working on that to get myself to that point in my life. You know, what others what others do is their business. Right. I'm only going to concern about how they engage with me. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know, how they lead their life, what they do in their life, and so forth. I'm not judging it.
1: It's their choices. Even in Atlanta rush hour traffic. hmm
0: There's a toughie. <laughs> that's where a lot of emo- emotional intelligence needs to come into play with Atlanta traffic.
1: <laughs> now, to be fair, that can affect you. <laughs> Yes, but still a great practice. I think that's like one of the really, really hard workouts. If you work on that and focus on how you respond, well, it's a
0: great, it's a great practice field, so to speak. Right, it is because well, you might might have a friend or a spouse or somebody in the car with you, but at the very least, it's just you and right. <laughs> nobody can really hear you, but <laughs> you can practice your emotional intelligence skills, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so good point but again this has actually been this will probably be one of my favorite episodes just because this has been such a journey for me and hit so close to home with myself so important so. i
0: can't emphasize enough so important in life let alone business is this yeah. aspect of it particularly for us men well you know that don't emotions are not our strength
1: no strength is our strength Yep. <laughs> physical strengths <laughs> our strength, times, are yeah. strength. And, you know, so glad we got to deliver this. And for our listeners, we hope this generates a ton of value for you, that this really hits close to home.
0: Well, Um, I hope it provokes a lot of thought. Yeah. And people to do some self evaluation too.
1: I mean, think about the past week. What kind of reactions have you had? What Mm -hmm. kind of arguments have you had, whether it be at work with your spouse, with your boss, with your subordinates, no. whatever. Are you being
0: introspective after every conversation you have with an employee? Right. Did it go well? Did it not go well? Did I get the results that I wanted or didn't I? And why not? Right. It's, it all starts there. That. That's where the journey of growth starts is to start making that a practice, if you will, in your leadership, in your life, and then moving on from there, learning lessons from it, and then making what changes you need to get to where you want
1: to be with it. Right self leadership it's amazing how it's all connected
0: so once again Zach and I thank you for joining in to this episode of the podcast like I said I hope it makes a lot of impact in your life in a positive way helps you to generate as much value as you can in this world and
1: we thank you for joining in and as always do us a favor and give us a follow it's spelled subscribe but follow <laughs> yes follow
0: us on on this journey we call it a podcast and um,
1: and help us reach more people by giving us a share yeah and tell
0: two friends so that they tell two friends and they tell two friends I like mean, three or three all Trifector. right three friends <laughs> three friends
1: so again we appreciate every one of you for spending time with us this week and we will see you right back here next tuesday take care
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the generate your value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode.
1: You can find me online on Instagram at the Fitpreneur, Facebook and LinkedIn
0: for information on my coaching services. If you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms.
1: Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.